0: what's up everybody welcome to the big six podcast cbs sports nfl nfl and nbc podcast i'm will brinson i'm hosting today join me ooh, is that a freshly quaffed rj white and uh alex selznick aka prop hey, stars what's up fellas
1: hey, hey brinson was that a uh, reference to uh yeah private parts, Howard Stern? yeah, yeah, yeah hey, paul hey. giamatti
0: yeah, yeah. Paul, yeah, Paul Giamatti on uh, on, uh, on Howard Stern, the Howard Stern movie. W, oh, was Pig Vomit was his name?
1: Yep, Pig Vomit. I thought so.
0: W-I-N, <laughs> Macy. Um, I could do that for you. May, you guys want to sit here and I'll do that for like 45 minutes? Sure. RJ, how's that sound?
2: Sounds about the same as usual.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got that dumb button. Don't make me use it. um let's recap last week i guess i went five and one in my picks column by the way naturally i didn't put them all in on sports line (laughs) i swear to god every time i put them in on sports i do poorly and every time i don't i do well but we did our pick six bingo let's see how we did do we have a recap we have a recap Yeah, we have a recap. Look at that. Props are five and one. Cooking now that he's got props and allowed to bet him. The bingo leans into his strengths, 41 and 39 on the season. RJ also above 500 at 61 and 59. Katie, three and three, treading water, but staying above 500, two games above. Um, Just like you guys. And I'm one game below 500. It'd be pretty neat if we all finished above 500, wouldn't it?
2: Especially if we can all get to the same record, we're all, we I mean, same record. We'll have a, l- a lot of different quantities, but like plus two, you know, over, plus three, over over five hundred. um It's interesting that we all three line up, besides you, with that plus two record right now.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. um <laughs> I uh can I get can I count my other two bets from the from the column and I'll move up. I'll count three more wins and I'll move up. Sound good? Nope. Okay. Didn't think. And I that count
2: that. My, all, all my winners from my uh, the site that I don't put in here and. <laughs> You can you a yeah. But you can
0: go to sportsline.com, use promo code pick, sportsline.com slash join, excuse me, use promo code pick, get your first month for a dollar. That is a dollar, a simple, simple dollar. Reminder, of course, of this episode of pick six is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. In the feed, uh, Ryan Wilson held down the uh, Tuesday's Brady show for me. Had some uh, child pickup, child rearing stuff to deal with. And um, they went over the youth movement at quarterback in the playoffs. Discussing how you know when it's time to retire. What a very Ryan Wilson topic since he's so freaking old. Appreciate you, Wilson. You're the best. Uh, check it out on our YouTube channel, of course, anywhere you get your podcast. We recapped what happened in Wild Card Weekend with our new format. I like the bingo format. I mean, I don't like that I have to go and like do more work to look at more bets, but I like the format itself. So salute to you, RJ. Thank you. Yes, you are. I love the format. Yeah, I I bet you do. It's a bunch of props. Four props. Four
2: categories of props, though. I'm in heaven here. Looking at our records, maybe we should be doing this all year
0: (laughs) and just stick to this format. Not a bad idea. Um, I do think it is notable that, and I mean, it's just sort of the timing of the show. Like we record this on Thursdays, before playoff games, we have a full slate of props. Like it, it's so, it's, and the books are the, the sports books do that because with this setup, everybody wants to get their bets. You know, like there's no, like there's only eight games, there's only eight teams playing. There's four games. They can minimize the exposure they might have in certain spots where, like, week 13, a, a you know, weather thing rolls into Cleveland at, on Wednesday. But Thursday, they got the props out there, and everybody ham- hammers the unders. Um, but I digress. Anyway, we cannot correlate the picks this week. We will run back the bingo card again. Six bets, one spread, one total, one passing prop, one rushing prop, one receiving prop, and one wild card prop. Wild card! Juice is capped at minus 136, I think is the rules, right? 130. 130.
1: I have an idea that I would like to propose. Sure. What if instead of a wildcard prop, it was a wild card bet?
0: I think and it is a wild card it, bet, it, it, right? It is is yeah, it a wildcard card bet? You okay. Yeah. Remember, right, I was I stupid it. enough to do a six-game Moneyline parlay. <laughs> oh, that's right. I recall. And I did a teaser. Although, last I, did, did I hit? I hit four of them. And you did what, RJ? I did a teaser last week, which yeah.
2: I not think because I had the Cowboys. So. Okay.
0: okay. Mm. Um, let's get into it. Let's dive into it and talk about these games. We start with the Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, by the way, uh, Katie is not here. She's traveling. For those wondering, we have her bets. We'll give them to you. You can bet what she bet if you want. Uh, Prop Stars was actually on Moxie Bets, Katie's uh, Omaha podcast, which you can check out. Highly recommend it. Great show. And you can, uh, you, can, you can hear her reasoning if you want to hear it come out of her mouth versus our mouths. We start with the Texans at the Ravens. I hit three Rams Browns. Oh, I had the Rams on the money line too. That's right. Good call. That's right. Sorry. Rams covered though. In my, I'm in the I'm in this picks pool and I like put half of my, like it's like you have a thousand shares to bet. I put, a, I put half of my shares on the Rams money line. Like a jackhole. I mean, just bet the spread, dude. Anywho. Texans at the Ravens, Ravens minus nine and a half over under a 43 and a half, A really big spread for a total that low. Of course, uh, Will, soon to be two-time MVP, Lamar Jackson, hosting soon to be one-time offensive rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud, who was just phenomenal in the wild card round against a dynamic Cleveland defense, albeit one that has struggled mightily. On the road, RJ, um, how do you – this is the first of two games where we have a monster spread with a team coming off the bye. How do you see this playing out? I mean, do you – Are you? Where, where are you at, too, with CJ Stroud and, like, fading him because he's just doing stuff that rookies don't normally do at this point.
2: And he's doing it against uh, questionable competition, let's say. Houston – um, you know, the, the teams that they played haven't been great, um, and I, especially on the, the offensive sides. Their their defense in particular hasn't faced an offense that finished higher than 14th in yards per play since the first week when they played Baltimore. This is a massive step up for their defense. I think it's going to be a tough uh, spot for them. And the question is whether C.J. Stroud can catch up. Um, if he's in this negative game script all game. So I guess we'll find out, you know, he seems talented enough to be able to do that. My lean would be to the Ravens, but I liked it when we we could get eight and a half at the beginning of the week. Um, My pick for this game, my bet for this game is going to be Baltimore minus five and a half in the first half. I don't think that's, that that hard of a number to to accomplish in the first half of a game where they're expected to dominate, um, and I think it's going to take – they're going to be rested, so they're going to be ready to go, and it's going to take Houston a little bit of feeling out to figure out how to solve this defense that has played really well all season. Um, so Houston's defense, typically great versus the run struggles versus the pass, but the Ravens can do both well, um, in yards per rush, in yards per pass. They can get their yards and their points however they need to. Um, so – I like taking the Ravens on the first half line at minus five and a half since we're getting under that key number of six, um, where you could see some field goals in play there. Um, but yeah, it's been a great season for Houston. Don't want to take anything away from them. They could certainly go out and win this game, but everything we've seen from Baltimore this year, I just don't, I just don't think it's going to happen with how good Baltimore has been.
0: Uh, Alex, we've got Katie with the Texans plus nine and a half. Not surprised there. She loved the Texans against the Browns. Um also has uh, CJ Stroud over 34 and a half pass attempts I am um, curious I mean I I, I mean I, I'm not I'm not questioning the, the bats at all because you know she's above, she's beating me out straight up but the and I guess you could argue that the correlation there and I'm not saying that, that would be that if CJ Stroud's throwing a ton they're losing like like I, I guess I'm wondering how those two necessarily mesh maybe it's a back I think it almost has to be a backdoor cover if it's over 34 and a half which there's nothing wrong with that Houston could absolutely do it, 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 it you know tails right in with uh, or dovetails right in with what RJ's saying about the first half line but just curious the thought process there from her
1: yeah I'll try to just break down each bet individually uh see where they kind of overlap but I know as far as the uh backing the Texans at nine and a half is concerned uh yeah I think she just feels Houston is playing with house money at this point uh, really, what do they have to lose? Everyone's expecting uh, Baltimore to roll on them. C.J. Stroud uh, has defied all expectations all season long. Uh, just looks like the like a five-year veteran, much less a rookie. Extremely poised, extremely comfortable. Uh, I know this is a really tough spot for him, but uh, yeah, I just think they're playing with house money in this spot. So yeah, I think ten points is a big total considering uh, or considering the total is forty-three and a half points. And then as far as his uh passing attempts prop of over 34 and a half attempts uh as far as his personal props are concerned I know Baltimore has an excellent pass defense uh I know you know she anticipates they're going to be trailing in this game efficiency might be an issue uh so I do think we'll see a a lot of volume from CJ Stroud I believe when these teams first hooked up he had 44 pass attempts if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I do anticipate C.J. Stroud having to air the ball out if they are playing catch up a bit in the second half. I do like the fact that she's taking a volume-based approach rather than efficiency uh compared to, like, a completions prop.
2: And interestingly, you talk about that first game. I mean, the line was about the same as it is now, nine, nine-and-a-half. And it turns out the Texans are much better than we thought. Um, You know, they were – Co longest shot to make the to win the Super Bowl at that point of the, the year going into the season, and now they're final one of the final eight teams. But I would argue that the Ravens might actually be better, but to a higher degree than we thought. We came coming the season, we thought they were pretty good, but they might be, be historically good. We've been tracking DVOA, and they've been ranking very high on that list all year. And this team just might be one of those dominant teams that runs to the Super Bowl, and, and it feels like they're not really that close to the other teams in the AFC. So. You know, he, I, I think a lot of the uh, the the uh, the assumption is that if they're going to cover this number, CJ Stroud's going to have a good game because their passing offense has been very good and very efficient. Um, but Baltimore is first in yards per pass with big wins against elite pass offenses like San Francisco and Miami. And I don't see why this game might not fall in that similar bucket where they can blow out a team that typically is very good passing ball.
1: Uh, I would tend to agree. I think Baltimore is that good as well. But uh, my bet from this game is I like the under, under 43 and a half points for a variety of reasons. Uh, as far as Houston's concerned, uh, you know, we've seen CJ Stroud primarily playing inside of a dome with optimal conditions. Uh, this game is obviously going to be outside frigid temperatures, maybe some wind that could affect him. Uh, Baltimore's pass defense is absolutely elite. First an EPA allowed per drop back. Uh, I think they're going to really have success slowing down Houston's uh, passing offense, especially. I think you know CJ Stroud's played so well uh, without Tank Dell. I think it's going to really show up in this matchup. I believe Houston. I believe Baltimore is going to successfully be able to neutralize Nico Collins who's really played fantastic down the stretch, but with no other real options in the passing game, as far as guys who can uh, take the top off of a defense, I feel like they're going to really key in on Nico Collins. As far as Baltimore's offense is concerned, they haven't played a meaningful game for three weeks. They obviously had the bye there. I do expect a little bit of rust from Baltimore. uh, So it might take them a quarter to really kind of get into a rhythm. Uh, I also think we're going to see them attack Houston, uh well we just know baltimore runs the football a ton so yeah i just think the under in this spot i think they're going to really shut down houston's offense and then maybe in the second half play a little ball control style offense keep away from cj stroud so yeah i think all signs point to the under here 43 and a half
0: i think there's a decent chance that like we could all get the we could get every single one of these bets that we ha- we have in here at home um i've actually got the over uh receptions devin singletary It's at two and a half he had three receptions against the Browns in a 45-14 win. Now he's got a rookie quarterback, and I guess you could argue that they leave him in to protect, uh, you know, against this Mike McDonald defense that sends a bunch of exotic pressures, and, or at least, like, the fake-out, you know, the... Like, Flood, flood, flood the line of scrimmage, and then drop guys. Sort of like a—it's not like a—I don't know if it's a zone blitz. I don't know what you would call it specifically. But the the whole point is like I think you know this is going to be something that C.J. Stroud hadn't seen since back in Week One, and he didn't see the really finished product of it. Although all the Baltimore played really well, I, I like the Ravens a lot in this game. Uh, I do think though that for my prop purposes, it's not my favorite spread uh, bet. Although I like that first half. Uh, Wild—is that your wild card? Or is that your spread bet? That is my spread, Ben.
2: Now I understand why you said minus 136 at the top, because this is a minus 136. <laughs> bet. So I'm on already fudging here. the rules here.
0: As someone who stupidly took a 16 parlay at 20 to one last week, I am going to, and just was, lost a unit. Like it was just stupid. Like what it was stupid. I'm going to take the sixth cents here and fudge a little bit. Okay. Is that all right with everybody? Hey, you're, you're running the show. So <laughs>
2: yeah. we'll, we'll follow your rules.
0: By the, by the way, did you? Uh, I got I got a real the uh, no guest appearance on other podcasts, but I got some serious uh, podcast heat elsewhere uh, this this week. Um, I got a blown up. People were like, "Dude, go look at Joe Rogan's latest show." He's like talking about John Daly, um, and and his like his intake at, uh, at the Wyndham Championship back in two thousand eight, which is like. Like I had this tweet that went, this has gone like viral on Instagram like seven billion times. Like Trump Jr. shared it and Zaire Golf shared it because I followed daily when we worked at Fan House RJ, I followed daily around and like counted how many cigs he smoked and how many uh, diet cokes he had and he like the final total was like twelve diet cokes, twenty one cigs, and four packs of peanut butter or, or peanut M Ms. Um, no water at all. And uh, Rogan and Ron White started talking about that, and then Pete Prisco was on. Pardon my take and slandered me uh if hr is listening i want you to actually don't check that out because who knows what else was said but um there's some things said about about me that frankly i think should be reported to the company and pete should have charges filed against him Anyway, carrying on. Uh, I, clicked next around, hope,
2: I clicked around, hoping to get you like, uh, okay, it's at least minus one thirty at another site, and every other site, it's it's worse <laughs> odds. So, this is well,
0: like the I'm best taking way. my I'm taking the liberty of minus one thirty six. I gave we let Katie have a minus two hundred on Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown during the season. This is my one, my well, one liberty, RJ. You know we'll, me; I play by the rules.
2: Yeah, we'll give it to you. You're behind, so you need to catch up. We'll Thank give you. it to you.
0: Thank you. I appreciate your uh, your sympathy. Packers at the Niners. Another nine and a half point spread. This one juiced a little bit towards San Francisco. Was it has been at 10, bounced back to nine and a half, bounced back to 10 for a little bit, sitting at nine and a half now over at FanDuel. Total here 50 and a half, juiced a little bit towards the over. I'm curious, RJ, if how you do you see this as a? Like, how does this compare to the Ravens Texans matchup in terms of? I mean, because you know, similar spreads, number one seeds, dominant teams all season long, and now you get the first ever seven seed to advance in 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 in, in the new playoff format in the Green Bay Packers, and a former Kyle Shanahan assistant going up against uh, his old boss, who has pretty much dominated him for most of the year for much of his career.
2: Yeah, the interesting thing is this is the 7 seed, but I feel like the underdog is better than the other matchup and I feel like the favorite is worse. So it feels like mm. if you think if you think you look at these these two lines, you should be on the underdog here and the favorite on the other one. Or if you think one of those lines is right, then that's, that should you know direct your play on the other ones. It should be a much stronger play there. Eleven of twelve of twelve San Francisco wins have been by double digits. The other just missed by a meaningless last-second field goal that week to Rams game where they kicked that field goal and make it seven, which all betters know that had seven. Um, you know, so why are you doing that? Um, or save them, you know. But uh, many of their wins look less impressive in retrospect when you click through their game log. You're talking about teams like Philadelphia, Dallas, Jacksonville, Seattle twice. Teams that. turned out once they their season ended it was like oh maybe these teams weren't as good as we thought all along and san francisco has built a lot of their their wins like that now i'm not calling them a fraud by any means i'm just not convinced they're in the baltimore tier that's why i say that they're worse than the ravens here um even though my ratings still have them even with the ravens and i actually bumped my packers rating up a decent amount um i was a lot, been worried about the defense it's played better the last few weeks maybe that that panthers game where they were atrocious was a wake-up call and they've got things figured out now but that offense looks like impossible to stop at this point i mean 48 points in dallas is incredible i know some of that was defensive touchdowns but jordan love playing like a top quarterback here um i think they can cover this game not putting it a, a you know Against any any odds of them winning this game, and go into San Francisco and win um, if he continues to play well and spread the ball around. Um, So I I think if you're going to play this game on the spread, you play the Packers in terms of our little competition. I'm making this my receiving prep and I'm taking George Kittle over uh, 22 and a half yards for his longest reception. He's hit this in eight of his last 10 games. He's gotten to 24 yards for his longest reception in eight of his last 10 games. And Green Bay allows the 15th most most receiving yards to tight ends, but the fifth fewest receptions. So they're able to give up these big plays to tight ends and, and with Kittle averaging nearly 16 yards per reception, um, a career high for him it feels like this number is very much within reach. So I think if you're going to play uh, a Kittle prop here, and we talked about it on the Tuesday early edge show with Mike McClure, and he, he, he somebody's asking him about Kittle props, and he said, if you're going to play and play this over, I went and dug into it a little more, and I said, well, I did, I'm going to play this over, because he, he was uh, completely right on that. And so I'm throwing it in here as my receiving prop, Kittle longest reception over 22 and a half yards.
0: Do we think we see this get back up to 10, or is it sitting at nine and a half the whole time? I don't
2: think so. I think people are going to want to bet Green Bay after seeing what they did last week. It just feels like this is this number is still a little too high for people. And, and and why is San Francisco going to be double digit favorites? Um, even though they beat, won a lot of games by double digits, like I mentioned, the resume is less impressive when you start breaking it down.
0: You've got a Kittle prop. Katie also has a Kittle prop. Surprise, surprise. This is my shocked face. Katie Mox has a George Kittle prop and prop stars also has what.
1: I have three plays from this game. I have a different outlook. Uh, oh no! I meant that like
0: Katie has. I meant Katie. I admit Katie's, Katie's picks with the Niners. She has a Niners team total over and George Kittle over receiving yards. I mean, I'm giving her crap. I obviously not the mock really.
1: special. The mock special. The, special. Exactly, right. the Niners team total. Uh, if you've been a listener of this show, you will know Katie has been successfully, I might add, riding this bet all season long. I'm not sure on the season long record, but I know it's been extremely profitable. I want to say in the neighborhood of maybe like 12 and 5 over the course of the regular season so far. So over 30 and a half points here, I believe, is the number that Katie has. And uh, yeah, been uh, very successful back in San Francisco, uh, facing a Green Bay defense that has not been very good for the majority of the season. So I like that as well. And Katie's also backing George Kittle over 52 and a half receiving yards. Kittle tends to play really well in these high leverage, big game spots. Again, it gets for, or excuse me, against the Green Bay pass defense, uh, that has not been particularly good. So yeah, I have free plays from this game. And again, a little bit of an outlook uh, as far as Green Bay is concerned. I'm backing the 49ers here. I'm going to take them Uh, minus nine and a half I think they roll on this Packers team as far as I'm concerned the Packers won their Super Bowl last week I really thought and I mentioned this at length if you guys recall last week that Dallas was very fraudulent Uh, so I wasn't terribly surprised seeing Green Bay beat them Uh, and I just think this is a whole different animal in this San Francisco team that are not fraudulent I think Green I think San Francisco's uh, defense is actually a little bit underrated, believe it or not, particularly their pass defense. I really think they're going to have success against Jordan Love. I don't think any of these options, I don't think they, they lack a viable number one option on the outside. I'm not buying Christian Watson, who's operating at less than 100%. Uh, and the rest of Jordan Love's options, to me, I think we're going to see uh, the combination of the pass rush and one of the top uh, coverage units in the NFL really clamp down and make life difficult on Jordan Love. Uh, the one area that San Francisco has been vulnerable has been on the ground. But, yeah, I think Jordan Love is going to have a hard time gaining yards. I think San Francisco's going to make a real statement here against this Green Bay team that's been playing above expectations. To me, this is a regression spot. Uh, I like San Francisco to roll. I like Jordan Love to struggle. My passing prop is under 249.5 passing yards for Jordan Love. Uh, so, yeah, those are my two plays. I think I have a third play, and it's Brandon Ayuk, over 66 and a half receiving yards. been talking about this all season long. He's had one of the most efficient seasons in NFL history. Over 1,300 receiving yards has had 10 targets one time. If he was in a different offense or higher volume passing offense, uh, he would have been up there with the Tyreek Hills and CD Lambs. He's played that well. Green Bay's pass defense is absolutely dismal. They rank in the bottom five in nearly every defensive passing metric. They don't double-team opposing number one wide receivers. They give up a ton of areas, a ton of receptions in the splash zone as well, where Ayuk is targeted more at a higher percentage than any wide receiver. So this is a great matchup on paper for Ayuk to really uh, take advantage of a porous Green Bay uh, back end so yeah give me Ayuk over 66 and a half receiving yards Jordan Love under 250 passing yards i like the uh, niners to win by at least double
2: digits the thing i would say about the packers winning their super bowl and playing you know who you know not who what are the expectations going into this game is that it kind of feels like that was the case with Cincinnati a few years ago when they made their ascension, and that first year they they won the division, they went out and won their wild their wild card game at home. and then they went into that 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 game the next round. I believe they were against the number one c Titans, which I know a lot yep. of people don't didn't didn't credit them for being as good as they were, but they won that game as a dog. And then they went into Kansas city again, they had no business playing. And, and that was, that was the stopping point where this is where it's going to fall apart. And they beat Kansas city. So um, I'm not saying that this is the exact same team. That defense was a lot better than this defense. But I'm just pointing out that when there's a quarterback that's ascending, and um, we might be underrating his ascension to a point where, if Jordan Love is a top five quarterback rather than a top fifteen quarterback, he can beat any anybody at this point. You know, with with how good he spreads the ball around, and so we'll see. it. You know, he if he goes into this game and wins this game, then people are going to start talking about him like a top ten, top eight, maybe even top five quarterback.
0: Yeah, you go on the road and beat San Francisco after going on the road and beating the and looking the way that he looked, and I do think that that is possible. Would you? Uh, we'll get to the we got a pick six parlay that we'll get to in a minute, but I, I wish that there was a you got the the money line on the I like I feel like the Niners win. Pete Briscoe thinks the Packers can win this game. By the way, of course he does. He, he's a uh, he
2: with Aaron Rodgers moving on. He's still going to back the Packers every year. Like he does. It's unbelievable. So. Um, Jordan Love, if he has a chance to show he's that good. I mean, it's interesting. I, I bring that up because, you know, maybe Jordan Love isn't a top-five quarterback. Maybe that's very way too aggressive on me. But um, what would this line be if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, considering how much people um, pumped him up going into the four season? Four and a half. Has? Four,
1: four and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: and so what – and he's played better than Aaron Rodgers, especially down the stretch where he had- <laughs> eight of nine games with multiple touchdowns and no interceptions. I mean, he that's, that's about what you're getting from Aaron Rodgers, you know, and he's really has offense through, through uh, a bunch of injuries. I do believe Jordan Love is
1: very good. I just think the supporting cast is partly going to be exposed here as well. I just don't think the skill position players uh, that just lacking a number one viable wide receiver, just not really impressed with, you know, 30-year-old Aaron Jones and the wide receiver core. I know they're young. There's a little bit of talent there. But, yeah, I just think they're going to get exposed – Across the board, it's not just going to be Jordan Love kind of floundering. It's going to be a team effort, and the defense is terrible.
2: But I don't know who you take away if you're the 49ers, because, I mean, he didn't target Jaden Reed at all last week, and and Christian Watson didn't do work, and he was just – throwing it to whoever he wanted to, you know, Bo Melton was getting catches. Like it, it was just, who is this guy? You know, uh, how is he spreading the ball around this? Well, you know, to, to whoever he needs to uh, w- whatever the defense is going to give him. So uh, I thought it was interesting, really raised my uh, expectations of love going into next year based on what I saw down the stretch. And then especially that last game against Dallas.
0: Yeah. I mean, Pete's argument too, for the win is that if, if you can, if you can block the Niners, you can beat the Niners. Um, and while I think that, like, many of Pete's uh, weird old uh, old person sayings are kind of, yeah, whatever. Like, when the leaves are on the ground, I'll wear the crown. <laughs> it's like, go get a monocle, you old bald geezer. Um, but, the, uh, but I do think that, to his point, like, if you can stop the 49ers from, that, from getting that pass rush home, and you can get Aaron Jones involved in the screen game and he's running the ball well, then I don't know. Maybe you can pull the upside. I, I'm i struggling with both of these games because the spread, it's just a huge spread. And it's like, even if the Niners are rolling, you could still see, like, we always saw the thing about Aaron Rodgers Rodgers would, if, if, if he, he would just be like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. You know, if they were down like 25 points, or like, you know, like the game's over, you could tell the game's over and like he would just be like, I'm out. And like, didn't want to throw a bunch of picks. I feel like Jordan Love is going to just keep chunking it, no matter what, um, no matter what happens. So, uh, I don't know, man. I tend to lean towards the favorites here, but it's it's a ton of points.
2: And I just want to clarify real quick. The chat's like, you think she Love's the top five? I don't think he is. Like, I wouldn't put him in my top five. But I'm just o- leaving the possibility open that he is, because that's how he's played like over the last two months. And so, like, I wouldn't. And hey, when the you top say five top five, right you don't
0: mean you don't mean like. He's going to be top. Like, we're going to be like, Jordan loves a top five quarterback going into next year. But, but I mean, like, if he beats San Francisco and goes to the conference championship game as a seven seed, there he's he's going to cement himself into the top 10 going into next year. Yeah. If he keeps us rolling, we'll talk about him like George Burrow, like we talked about Joe
2: Burrow after that since Super Bowl, where he immediately jumped into the elite discussion at quarterback. And, and this is
0: also a former first round pick who was had like really high like, impressive moments at utah state has you know had some four moments but did the exact same thing that aaron Rodgers did where he sat on the bench and learned and learned and learned and got to develop slowly and has come in and played a little up and down but then really peaked at the end of the year so who knows um fun game both, both these games big spreads but fun games just because of the quarterback narratives on the other side Speaking on the other side on the other side of this break we will talk
3: about Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Did you know that while
4: over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business
0: journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back to the Pick 6 podcast. Buccaneers at the Lions. Detroit minus six. A serious six and a half. The uh, four-seeded Buccaneers, of course, beat the snot out of Alex's Eagles. Sorry, prop. Hey, talk about a team that cratered and Looks... Nick Sirianni not safe yet. Mike McCarthy safe. Nick Sirianni not safe yet. I think meeting with Jeffrey Lurie on Thursday as we're recording this. He was talking. You know, the word on the street. I think Diana Rossini of the Athletic reported that Sirianni was. Uh, he and Lurie were reaching out to various offensive coordinators around the league. I.e., like they're going to fire their coordinators, make wholesale changes, and then Sirianni. Apparently, Sirianni has to present Lurie with a plan. And then if Larry likes to play and he'll, uh, he'll, he'll consider keeping him, which is j- wild considering he's in the Super Bowl last Like step. they had to be played a playoff game 365 days ago. That's, that's no, insane. step one on that list better be getting rid of Matt Patricia. Yeah. Matt Patricia's got an every, getting everybody fired. Um, anywho, Buccaneers won. Baker Mayfield looked awesome. Good credit to Todd Balls, Great game plan. Um, you heard, you know, you saw it, and then you heard people talk about it afterwards. Just blitz the snot out of them; they couldn't do anything to stop it. Zero blitz, nonstop, aggressively coming after them. Don't think that's going to work quite as well against Detroit, only because of the offensive line that Detroit has. Although Philly, in theory, has a really good offensive line. Um, RJ, we have uh, uh this uh, this is a very confusing thing in the rundown because it says RJ colon. R. white under 53 and a half. And I was like, what is the under? Is it all under what's going on here? I'm going to rush for zero yards in that game. (laughs) I think you
2: Um, might. So, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think the sharp side is going to be Tampa. I, I think people disagree with you that, that, you can blitz the snot out of Goff and he's going to crumble. I think that's kind of the thought. Um, so it's interesting. I took this line at Detroit minus six before it got up to six and a half, but it feels like if he gets to seven, the sharps are going to be all over Tampa. I, I'm kind of leaning the other way. I think the line should be a little higher than seven. I just don't think Tampa is anywhere near the same class as Detroit um, blowing out Philly last week. does change my mind on them. Their offense, 30th and red zone success rate that didn't matter against Philly's defense. They couldn't tackle. Um, so they'll, you know, they, they succeeded with big plays there and, and Detroit can give up big plays too. So, So I'm not saying they can't, um, but they are getting a little healthier, especially on the back end Um, and, and their defense. They get an easier matchup this week after facing Stafford last week. And you don't have to respect the Tampa Bay run game at all. And that's why I'm taking Rashad White under 53 and a half. Um, rush yards. Uh, Detroit's defense allowed the fewest rush yards to running backs in the regular season. And Tampa had the worst yards for rush in the league. This is a, a match made in heaven for taking the under here. I just don't think White is going to have a big game, even if he gets volume in, in a situation where Buccaneers aren't getting blown out. It could be like a game where he gets 20 carries for 50 yards. We've seen those type of games from him throughout the year. Um, so that, that's one of my props in this game. The other one's my wildcard prop. I'm taking Chase McLaughlin to go over six and a half kicking points. He's hit two field goals in 14 of 18 games, and he's uh, 7 of 8 from 50-plus. He'll be kicking indoors. So as long as he get, puts an extra point in on those field goals, you can take take that. Um, or you can take him just to go over 1.5 field goals, which you can find at a, a similar price to the minus 106 I'm getting in these kicking points. So I like that one a little better if you can find it, but if not, the over 6.5 kicking points is fine too.
0: If the, if, the defense, if the defense for Tampa Bay gets after golf, then, I mean, it's – Tampa is live as hell to win this game. I do think – To your point, RJ, one of the one of the interesting things about this game is that and I I don't want to do the transitive property here, but I I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles get blown out. I don't know. I think the Eagles lose to the Saints and maybe the Falcons. Like that's how they were just uninterested in playing football. And then conversely, I'm not sure that people are really giving enough credence and credit to how good the Rams were. And how good of a game Jared Goff in Detroit played against against Los Angeles in that spot. Goff was, like, magnificent. And he's a former Super Bowl you know, quarterback who's appeared in the Super Bowl in Goff with the Rams. Now, granted, he, there was a year when, like, Goff was, Goff was in the MVP conversation. And now, so, like, this is not some, you know, not like Jordan Love doesn't have confidence, but, you know, this is a quarterback in Goff who has been in these spots before and has – Getting all of his got all of his weapons, got his offensive line. Defense is getting healthier. You have to feel like he's really confident here, and prop. He should get a. He'll have a Sam Laporta in this game again. Who? What a freak!
1: Yeah, my wild card prop. My favorite prop on the board so far this week is Sam Laporta over thirty six and a half receiving yards. Uh, last week had three receptions, only fourteen yards, but a touchdown. But what I was really encouraged by was he played eighty percent of the offensive snaps. Uh, which was certainly a good sign for things to come. He's already practiced in full yesterday, Wednesday, and today, which is a great indicator that he is going to be out there uh, with uh, no sort of uh, snap count. He's going to play Uh, A full bevy of snaps. Typically, this receiving line is in the mid to high 40s. So we're getting a sizable discount on it as well. I think he'll be close to 100%. I think he'll play close to 100% of the snaps. And then on top of that, it's a great matchup against the Tampa Bay Pass Funnel that gave up the third most yards to opposing tight ends this season and are especially vulnerable deep down the middle of the field. Sam Laporta has one of the deepest A-dots of any tight end in the league. He is targeted down in that splash zone quite a bit. So I love this spot for Laporta who's going to be an every down player in this game and looks to be trending uh, to playing a full complement of snaps. And we're getting a sizable discount here
2: yeah, my only worry with that and the reason I think for the discount is what if he reaggravates the injury? It seems like he, he played well ahead of when anybody expected him to play. And even though he did get through that game, he's not all of a sudden magically 100%. So um, we'll see if he is able to do the same in this game. It, it is at home again, so that might be able to help him playing that familiar, on that familiar field. But um, my risk with playing any overs on him is just what happens
0: if he can't finish the game. Good to that pass funnel. The Lions have gotten better on the, in terms of their pass defense with Chelsea Gardner-Johnson back. I still think they're a pass funnel with Ali McNeil back because of how much he improves their run defense. And so this is kind of a dual, I, Like I think this is a shootout. Could it end up going under? Absolutely. Any game can. Um, But that Rams-Lions game should have gone way over if, if Sean McVay hadn't been so conservative and hadn't been unlucky in the red zone. If the Rams had been able to finish those drives, that game goes significantly over, in my opinion. And so uh, in this spot, I'm going to take the over 48.5 as my total uh, for this set of games. I'm also going to have Baker Mayfield over 253.5 uh, passing yards. Baker has been over this in... Let me double check. Do the math here. Carry the one. Just kidding. He wasn't over it two weeks ago, but he has been over this in four and f- uh, four of his last five games. The only game he wasn't over it was the nine nothing win against the Carolina Panthers, in which we also really worrying about Tampa whether they could get it done. He's he's just been awesome down the stretch, and I think Dave Canales is going to let him let it fly. You know, put Mike Evans out there, put Chris Godwin out there, Kate Otten, let it rip. Let it fly. Next up, Chiefs of the Bills. Bills minus two and a half over under 45 and a half. The Bills are catching some pretty significant juice here at minus 122. Um, at that point, if you're betting the minus 122, RJ, would you simply just take the money line at minus 148? That doesn't apply to this. I'm just curious your thoughts on that, that value there. Yeah, I I think
2: um, I would rather take the money line knowing how close games, you know, the games between these teams uh, can be. Um, yeah, you know, I'm also finaling the two and a half. I don't love you know the minus one twenty two, but um, you know I think this line should be north of three. I think the Bills are definitely better than the Chiefs, and they get two and a half for home field, Um, so that's why I like that side of it. I, it all just kind of comes down to how healthy their defense is. And I know a lot of people will be keeping their eye on that injury report to know which side of the, the game to go here. And I think this line is really expecting a lot of key guys to miss. So if the injury report is better than people think, it's going to shoot up to three pretty quickly. So mm. um, I, Track, track those practice reports and see um, how th- these guys are trending and if they can get guys like, you know, Rasul Douglas back in and, and, and Dodson, I think that was limited to start the week um, and certain guys like that, um, you know, they have a better chance of sticking around in this game. My picture for this game, I'm going under in the first quarter, under seven and a half points in the first quarter, minus 112. Seven of the last nine Buffalo first quarters and five of the last six Kansas City quarters have stayed under seven and a half, and that includes the game where they played each other, uh, you know, several weeks back, and these teams know each other well and it's going to be a feeling out process they're not going to come out and light up the scoreboard early I don't think so I I just don't see a situation where both of these teams are scoring in the first quarter if they do it's going to be field goals and a little bit shorter drives. I also like Josh Allen to go over uh, 0.5 interceptions, so to throw an interception. At minus 130, I respected our cap, Brinson, at minus 130, although I did see this uh, at other sites a lot lower. I think I was able to post it um, at minus 106 from another site. So um, Kansas City is just 28th in interception rate on defense, and Allen is coming off a game without mental mistakes, and maybe he's playing at his best. I'm not sure if he can have two in a row, though, because he just – it just happens every single, you know, most weeks of the season. 14 to 17 regular season games, he threw an interception, and the three where he avoided it, they won by 18 plus. And this doesn't profile as a game they're going to win by three scores. This profiles as a very close game. So um, I think that he's going to throw an interception in this game, despite Kansas City not getting a ton of them during during the regular season, and um, it's going it, to. And the Bills are going to be able to pull it out because I think enough of these defensive players are going to play.
0: Uh, prop, we've got Katie with two bets here. Um, she has made the mistake that I made last week, which is: <laughs> Are we reward if you get if you hit a parlay, are you getting three points? You just I think you just get the record, right? Like, yeah,
1: yeah. Well Well, she's got an interesting parlay. Uh, one half of RJ's play. She has Josh Allen to throw an interception and also have it any time touchdown as well uh combined for well, plus 333 odds
0: well what's weird is that i've got josh allen anytime touchdown as one of mine oh um, really yeah and i've got so, interception I, I, as one of mine so and you have an interception as one of yours so <laughs> she's combining the she's two She's with
2: both of you guys that's the
1: uh the, the white uh, here, brinson special right there
0: here here's what here's what white brinson special uh here's what we're gonna do uh for this one. we will text Catherine and ask her which one she would prefer. It might, come no down to,
1: it might come down to which one of you she likes more between the two of you. So but there's I'm saying like, there's, no reason to,
0: there's no reason to bet that at plus 333 if you're either going to go 1 and 0 or 0 1.
2: She wants all the glory. And right, yeah, I, you, you took a 16 parlay last week. So.
0: I was told I'd get 20 units. So I had number there. You're
2: told by the voice in your head.
0: Well. That's true. Um, We should revisit it. And I I think I went 3 0 in that Moneyline parlay, and it's 1 0. Um, Okay. Well, then, yeah. Katie's Katie's stuck with the parlay. (laughs) She's going to hit the parlay. That's fine because then we both win. Uh, She's also got Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, over 28 and a half uh, rushing yards. I think that's a pretty good look because we talk about these teams and this game and what it means. I mean, it's a divisional round. So on CBS, Paramount Plus streaming. Um, Obviously, (laughs) huge game. I mean, it's a playoff game. The visual round playoff game—it's massive, but it does feel like—not like this is the AFC championship game because the Ravens are that good. But you know, this—the numbers—if this game is close, the numbers it's going to do in terms of viewers on Sunday night at six thirty is outrageous. And in these big spots, we've just seen Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes activate their legs more often. We saw Allen cruise over and with one rush, his rushing yard total from last week. Did he get the over on the? The rushing I, w- I was one attempts? rushing
1: attempt to shy from ah. 6-0. Because
0: he didn't he – not take a knee? He
1: didn't have a knee.
0: Mm. Pittsburgh ran it ran the clock out, I guess. Oh, no, yep. did they bring the backup in?
1: No, Pittsburgh, ran it, out. Uh, Pittsburgh Ma- ran it out. Mason Rudolph ran like for a 10-yard scramble for the last oh, play.
0: <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's like a – free. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no! Um, yeah, that, but he, he cashed that with one long run. So I think both quarterbacks you see uh, run the ball. And in the red zone – you know, James Cook, they trust him. They trust Josh Allen a lot more when you get down to the goal line, and they've shown they are not afraid to run him, especially this late in the season. Um, I've also got Bills minus 2.5 as my spread bet here. I like I like the Bills. Um, I've loved the Bills all season. Picked them to win the Super Bowl before the year. I think they get it done, get the monkey off their backs and beat KC in advance at home. Mahomes on the road, a little different vibe. And uh, as my... My, uh, my special, my wild card, was struggling to find something. And this balances out my minus 136, RJ. At like a plus 115 here. Pat, uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, I think it's plus 110, actually. Over 500 combined passing yards. That's a, that
2: seems reasonable, right? Maybe, I mean, the way that the Kansas city pass defense, I mean, I think maybe it, passing total is what, like 20 something like it's maybe in
0: 2019, for instance, <laughs> I mean, I, all right, all right. <laughs> well, you know what? If you got a better one, I'm all ears. I'll, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take another prop at minus 200. Um, that was, that was just what I, that's what I came up with. Uh, okay. We've got to, that's all of our bets. Get him out in funky fashion. Don't worry. RJ, you, yeah, you give your Uh We'll give out. We'll recap him, of course, at the the end of the show. And we have to give out the Pick 6 podcast parlay. But first, Sunday, the NFL divisional round presented by Induit. TurboTax concludes with the next chapter. in one of football's epic rivalries, Patrick Mahomes, makes his first road playoff appearance when he leads the Chiefs into Buffalo to face Josh Allen and the Bills. It all begins at 6 Eastern with the NFL today. We can't wait. For Sunday, the NFL playoffs are all on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. The Pick Six Parlay coming up
3: next. Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, time for the pick 6 podcast pick 6
0: parlay where we each select a bet as part of a four-leg parlay. Did we really go three or four and lose the effing cowboys last week i think the cowboys are my pick weren't they think so unbelievable we've we've come <laughs> so close like what's wild is that do we have uh, what's annoying it's is a, i had two i picked i didn't pick the rams because you like the lions or did i pick the are you sure i didn't pick the buccaneers i feel like i like the buccaneers no i took the buccaneers oh okay that's right, All right. it's I, always I, I one had, leg
1: too it's always yeah. It's all, but it's always night.
0: like a favorite. Like we lost the Chiefs on Christmas Day to the Raiders. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: We lost the Eagles when they were a huge favorite. I think against uh, New yeah. York or Arizona oh, yeah. as well. Yeah.
0: Well, this is the same as before, except it's a little bit different. We only have four games, so we're gonna mix it up a bit. Instead of just four money line picks with one dog, we're gonna go parlay with one against the spread favorite, one against the spread underdog, one total over, and one total under. Um. In large part, because really the only dog that you can viably take for this, I think, is is is, is the Kansas Packers, City, right? right? The Packers. No, you oh, can take the Packers.
2: <laughs> I was just, I was just, <laughs> um, that's you that's know, right. looking back to our yeah. conversation earlier. No, we did uh, this. By, so, by, by so the way,
0: worth that... noting: uh, Jair Alexander going to be listed as questionable, according to uh, Matt Lafleur. He's hopeful that he can play for the for the Packers. I mean, they, obviously, he matters a ton. I don't know if he matters as much against San Francisco, though, but.
2: Yeah, we did it this way so that like you still had three options to, to you, even if you get the last pick. So you obviously can't take the other side of whatever the, you know, if you, you want it to if you take an under. You can't take the other side of whoever took the over, but you have three other games. So a little bit more optionality for us. And we're not back into a corner forced to take the Packers as an underdog or something
0: like that. Um, uh, Alex, did you pick the Cowboys last week or did I pick them? Uh,
1: I can't recall. I think I. I Neither. I thought I took the Rams last week.
0: Well, the Rams I lost. That's I why. know. That's why I think we only lost two legs. No, we had Cowboys, Chiefs. I think I took the Chiefs and you took the Cowboys, maybe.
1: Oh, okay. I thought I picked last, though. I don't think the Cowboys were available at the last pick.
0: Well, as you can see, Harry is allowing a 10-second permission to drag the Cowboys from you.
1: So I was the Cowboys.
0: So go ahead. Drag the Cowboys. <laughs> or not.
1: <laughs> drag the Cowboys?
0: Okay, clearly you're not that upset about the Cowboys losing. Oh, I took them. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll drag the Cowboys. What the hell you think you're doing down there in Dallas? Mike McCarthy bringing it back for another year? You just could go 12-5. and You're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs again, Jerry. You sold your soul back in 96. Good luck ever winning a Super Bowl, buddy. (laughs) Should have gotten Belichick when he wins one with the Falcons next year. You're going to be – I don't know what I'm doing. All right, Alex, you're up first. You go against the spread. Oh, by the way, this pick six parlay segment. Brought to you by FanDuel Sp- Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Um, you can go what we have? over under. Oh no, so I, can one- take, I can take any total, any against
2: the spread. We're, we're yeah. just doing we're just doing the game totals in the game. You
0: could do a money point. line if you wanted,
1: but do it, not do a it
2: less complicated for people instead of getting. Okay,
1: money. I'm just gonna roll with the total that I like the most. Is that appropriate, or should I take a different yeah,
0: one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do whatever you like.
1: Okay, I'm gonna take Baltimore Houston under 43 and a half as okay. my favorite total. I think this is going to be low scoring. I think we're going to see Baltimore maybe not come out, uh, be as cohesive with the same rhythm that you'd expect, considering they have they had the bye week, haven't played a meaningful football game for a while. I also think C.J. Stroud is going to really struggle against this elite Baltimore pass defense. I think Baltimore's defense is as good as any defense in the NFL. Uh, so, yeah, I think this game is ultimately low scoring in the frigid weather as well.
0: All right, RJ, you are up. Yeah, so
2: my first pick probably would have been the Chiefs-Bills under, and now I can't take that because he just took an under. So mm-hmm. now I have to pivot a bit. I'm deciding whether I want to go with a favorite, um, which would probably be the Lions, or an underdog, which would be the Packers. And I think I'm going to go with the Packers plus 9.5 as our ATS underdog pick. Do
0: you want to take the Packers on the money line to really spice it up? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Can I take the Bills on the money line?
2: As the favorite? No, you got to take it against the spread.
0: Okay. If they if if we lose this parlay because the Bills win by two, I would be furious. I mean, it's minus one twenty two versus minus one forty eight in a parlay. Let's just do the money line.
2: Let's just do the spread. I mean, we set this up as we're going to take one favorite against the spread, one underdog against the spread, and just like with your minus one thirty six, you immediately. I was going to say
1: we we let you bend the rules with your minus one. The rules
0: don't <laughs> apply to the host. I'm just kidding. We'll take the Bills minus two and a half. I actually, if I get the Bills minus two and a half with no, I guess I have to plug in the juice. So it technically counts. I was just thinking we would want to maximize the efficiency. I'm a habitual line stepper. All right. So I got the Packers plus nine and a half. The under in the Ravens and Texans and the Bills minus two and a half. Farley already. Wow. What are you up to? Uh, almost six to one. It's going to be a spicy parlay. That means Katie Mox has to take an over, and it has to be from Packers, Niners, it, Bucks, Lions, it, or Chiefs, Bills. And it feels like I know
2: you like the Bucks, Lions over already, right? And that's the only game we haven't picked, and we didn't force ourselves to pick one from each game, but why not? You know, let's just go one in each game and take the most obvious over on the board.
0: Okay. So we're taking the over in. Bucks lines. Let's do it. All right. 12, almost 12 to one on this parlay. So it's Packers plus nine and a half bills minus two and a half under. I might, I might just, I might do this in my, um, right now in my office office pool or like my, my betting pool. And then I've got, cause I'm like, I'm way behind. So right now I just, just, just a little strategy here. So first place has got 1,838 shares. You start with a thousand. Um, I'm down to 542 through the Super Bowl. Do I need to? Do I need to like? Sh- do I need to go hyper aggressive here, or would you go game by game, just like try to double up?
2: Um, I think you probably need to be pretty aggressive, even if they don't finish, you know, as high as that, and continue to win. You're probably going to need to get you know positive. So you're you know, just getting back to like 700,
0: 800 isn't going to help you. Right. So I'm sort of thinking like, I take the Pick Six podcast parlay here and put it all on that and i would jump up to like seven thousand shares.
2: what could go what wrong you think
0: what could go wrong all right this is where we hit the first podcast parlay i was gonna do it yeah four game parlay on all the weekends games then i got something to cheer for for each of the games in this in this pool and if i hit all four of those i just sit back and make people chase me uh for for the for conference weekend for, i'm just kidding i'll definitely bet anyway um all right putting it in right now 500 actually you know what
2: Or what usually happens with parlays? You put it in, you think you have something to cheer for all weekend, and by the second game, you're like, "Well, that was a bad idea." (laughs) Fifty burger
0: on the Texans, (laughs) it's over. Yeah. Would 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 you would you do that, or would you do it as like a bet like five hundred forty two shares on? Like do it as a progressive parlay. You do it, John.
2: I I have not thought that much about your gambling competition. So you do it. You you do what you think is best. Clearly,
0: how disrespectful. (laughs) All right, here's the parlay. I I told you what the parlay was. Baltimore-Houston under, Packers plus 9, under 43.5, Packers plus 9.5, Bills minus 2.5, Lions Bucks over 48.5. This Pick 6 Parlay segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Let's recap our bets, and we will get out of here. I've got... Devin Singletary over two and a half receptions. Remember, this is the bingo. So we do the, all the props plus a side and a total and a wild card bet. Devin Singletary over two and a half receptions. Bucks, Lions over 48.5. Baker Mayfield over 253.5 passing yards. Buffalo Bills minus two and a half. Josh Allen, anytime touchdown, and Josh Allen slash Patrick Mahomes combined for over 500 passing yards. Real square donk a dunk here. Katie Mox has the. Houston Texans plus nine and a half. C.J. Stroud over 34 and a half passing attempts. Niners team total over 30 and a half. George Kittle over 52 and a half receiving yards. Josh Allen scores a touchdown and throws an interception. Fun little three to one parlay that you'll get paid out exactly one to one. And Patrick Mahomes over 28 and a half rushing yards. What do you got, R.J.? I'm going to go by the bingo card, uh, bingo card um, order because that's how
2: I have it down here in my notes. Spread is Baltimore minus five and a half in the first half of their game at minus 120. My total is Kansas City and Buffalo under seven and a half in the first quarter of their game at minus 112. Passing prop is Josh Allen to throw an interception at minus 130. Rushing prop is Rashad White under 53 and a half yards at minus 114. Receiving prop is George Kittle's longest reception to be over 22 and a half yards at minus 114. And my wild card pick is Chase McLaughlin to go over six and a half kicking points at minus 106.
1: And I've got the 49ers uh, at minus nine and a half. I've got Baltimore versus Houston under 43 and a half. Uh, Jordan Love to throw for under 249 and a half passing yards. Isaiah Pacheco over 61 and a half rushing yards. Brandon Ayuk over 66 and a half receiving yards. And my wild card, and last but not least, my favorite prop on the board Sam Laporta over 36 and a half receiving yards. Take that one to the bank.
0: All right. I love it. Great stuff as always. Make sure and give us a uh, hit, hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe too. You get alert when we go live. Plenty of emergency press conferences coming down the pipe with lots of head coach openings remaining. Big Domino's got to fall. Belichick Harbaugh, And of course, we'll be back um, Saturday night. To recap the first set of the uh, first of the divisional round, the first two games. Myself, Ryan Wilson, and John Breach. Ryan will be grumpy. That's just how it is. And then we'll be back Sunday night after Bills and Chiefs on CBS and on Paramount Plus. For RJ, for Prop Stars, for the In Absentia, Katie Mox. I'm Brentson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys later.